This episode of Lead to Win is brought to you by Michael and Megan's newest book, Win at Work and Succeed at Life. Enjoy Michael and Megan exploring what it takes to achieve the double win while they recount stories that bring joy and some stories that sting, all while laying out how you can win at work and succeed at life. Pre-order your copy today at winandsucceedbook.com. That's winandsucceedbook.com. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. What is up, guys? Uh, a lot of things. This is, this is kind of a big day, Verbs. Because it's Monday, right? Exactly. <laughs> Monday morning. And, and you know, every, every Monday is just a you- huge day for you. Do you know what I love about this podcast? I love when we start off and I'm like all the energy and then it's just like crickets, you know? Yeah, like, you're like, guys, guess what? <laughs> like, yeah. Especially, especially when we're doing a podcast and we have these two people on. Come on, guys, help me out here. Which I purposely did not say anything yet and show oh, our cards in the intro. So Okay, okay. But ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by Mr. Michael Hyatt and Megan Hyatt Miller. Rounds of a Hey, guys. Hi. <laughs> so fun to be on with you. Good y'all. to be with you. It's good to have you. You know, we don't we don't typically have guests, but you know, Michael messaged me on Instagram like 12 times. He's like, "Can I get on? Can I get on? Can I get on? Can I get on?" And I'm like, "Okay." I, I wore get it, it down. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's a special occasion, not just because it's Monday and not just because we have two amazing guests, but they're here for an exciting reason. Yeah, I mean, we are here. Rumor on the street is y'all wrote a book, and not just any book. This is really, this book is really like the foundation for Michael Hyatt and Company. This is a really important book. Um, and I've read it. I'm so excited to be sharing about it today with everybody. So, the whole conversation today is just asking yourself that question Have you ever felt that you had to choose between? either the career that you wanted and that you were going for or the life that you actually wanted and what all that meant. Um, Because there's this idea that's out there that says you have to choose, right? It's either an ambitious career at a cost to your health, at a cost to your family, or really just your overall well-being, or a well-rounded life while playing it safe at work or not working at all. And so um, the questions that we'll be asking today will be centered around that. But I know we have some stories as well, just personally, that we're able to share in regards to the double win and what that looks like or the need for the double win in our lives. I want to say out of the get-go, I know both of you have been on a lot of podcasts lately, right? Um, so we're going to ask you some. Like, we're going to try to summon our, like, Oprah, you know, with Megan Michael <laughs> kind of energy here. Should we and get our Kleenex? So we want, we want y'all – yeah, get your Kleenex. We want y'all to dig deep. I mean, this is like the home turf. You know, you got to give us the really good stuff. So I know y'all have been holding on. You're like really peel back another layer of the onion today uh, with us. So uh, it's going to be really fun. Well, for starters, tell us, what is this book and why did you write it? Well, the book is really a manifesto. And it's a book that argues that something we call the double win is possible. That you can win at work, be uber successful, 
but not at the expense of your health or your most important relationships, or as Verb said, your overall well-being. And it's very counterintuitive in today's culture because we've got something that we call in the book the hustle fallacy, which is now being advocated by a lot of celebrity entrepreneurs that basically says, you just need to work your butt off. You know, if you want to get ahead, if you want to succeed, work your butt off. And maybe at some point in the indefinite future, you'll be able to kick back and actually enjoy your life. But we say bunk. The double win is possible and it's possible now. And we really wrote the book to show people how to get it. We don't really use that kind of language on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we try not to. We try family not to. Show. Nick is on the censoring <laughs> buttons. I use the two B words, one after the other. <laughs> but and bunk. <laughs> okay. So I think the other side of that, there's the hustle fallacy that we've been kind of sold as the way to get success. But the flip side is for a lot of people, they look at that and they say, man, I don't want to make those trade-offs. I don't want to get to the end of my life and have regrets that I compromised my relationships with my kids or my spouse, or I wasn't able to take care of my parents who were aging, or I let a chronic illness kind of run wild because I didn't take care of myself or whatever. And so the flip side of the hustle fallacy is something we call the ambition break. And it's where you just purposefully decide that you're going to have to constrain your professional ambition, or I like to say potential, you know, that you're you're not going to try to pursue your professional potential and your impact in the world through professional pursuits in an effort to have more balance, to make sure that you're not getting out of control on the things that matter most outside of work. But that comes at a huge cost too, right? I mean, both of these options, the hustle fallacy and the ambition break stink. We just, we don't like them. There's a third way. There's a third way. One of the things that we talk about in, this, in the book is this idea of establishing your non-negotiables in three areas. And I love to talk about this because this is really what I did. And I think really what dad, you did as well. And I think this is where it all starts is this designing of your own double win. And so what we ask you to do is to start with your self-care because that's really, um, again, this is a performance strategy. If you think about uh, professional athletes. There's no professional athletes. If you think about somebody like Serena Williams, nobody would imagine that sh- that Serena Williams could have had the career that she has had and she continues to have if she were overtraining and not paying attention to the physical, emotional, mental needs of herself, right? She would be overtraining, she would be sidelined with injuries, and she would have had a short career. Well, similarly for us, if we don't first attend to our own self-care in some really basic ways and establish what are our non non-negotiables. Okay. So this is not like you're going to do everything, but what are the non-negotiables that are going to set you up to perform at your best professionally and in the rest of your life? So that is the area, uh, the first area we want to look at. The second one is your relational priority. So when you think about the people that you love, maybe that's a spouse, maybe that's your kids, maybe that's friends, parents, your community, what are the things that are non-negotiable to you? That if you look back on your life 20 years from now, you will have had to do and show up in this certain way for you to not have regrets. For me, for example, that is, I want to be able to pick my kids up from school. That's not going to be true for everybody. This is totally subjective based on your values, what matters to you, et cetera. But that's one thing Mm -hmm. for me. I want to pick my kids up from school. I also want to be uh, sitting at the dinner table with my kids five nights a week. Now, that doesn't mean dinner's fancy. That doesn't mean we're not uh, sometimes eating Chick-fil-A or or on paper plates or whatever. It's, It's mostly that I want to look my kids in 
the eyes and I want to have this moment where we talk about what we're grateful for, what was good about the day, because I just think that uh, is so important, again, for me. That's that's in my area of non-negotiables related to relational priorities. And then lastly, professional results. What professional results for you are non-negotiable? Where are you driving the most value um, through high leverage investments in your business or in the company that you work for? Uh, this is how ultimately this becomes possible is establishing these non-negotiables in these three areas, self-care, relational priorities, professional results, that it is possible to not do it all because that we all know that's a lie, but to do all the things that matter most. It is possible, but you have to start with this clarity and vision of your double win design to begin with. So something that strikes me, if I can play devil's advocate here for a minute, Megan and Michael, is someone maybe listening to this podcast and they're thinking, well, hey, Michael, I, I get that. You you wanted to make a change in your life and sure, you guess what? You already had cashed that big check. You already were in that position of power. You already had your wife's support. You could hire the coach to help you and and this and that. And for anyone that has a narrative running in their mind of, well, that's not me. You know, I don't, I don't have a partner. I don't have a spouse. I don't, I don't have leadership in my job where I could delegate things, just whatever I feel like delegating. You know, the issue isn't that I'm too power hungry or greedy. I'm just trying to put food on the table, pay the bills and make my life work. And I'm, I'm drained just doing that much. Do you have any encouragement for them? Are there principles in the book that you could highlight for them? What would you say to a person who's maybe in a life stage where they feel relatively powerless to change the momentum of uh, not the double win, of, of maybe barely a single win? You know, and I know that there are people in desperate situations, you know, maybe somebody who's newly divorced and trying to make ends meet and feel like they have to work two jobs just to feed their kids, you know, sort of Maslow's hierarchy, you know, I've got to attend to their physical needs first before I can think about all this other stuff. I get that. I think that just because you can't do everything doesn't mean you can't do something. And I kind of use that same rationale literally for almost two decades to say to myself, I, I have to do this. I have to, you know, save for my kids to go to college or get married or retirement or or whatever. And I also realize, I want to say this, I realize I'm coming from a place of privilege. I get that. But I think, again, just because you can't do everything doesn't mean you can't do something. And one of the principles in the book that I think is so powerful is this idea of constraints leading to freedom. And I think when we don't have boundaries, when we don't have constraints, we, we think that that will lead to freedom, but it actually leads to bondage. And we have to put some parameters. You know, Megan, to be honest, she can't do what I do with regard to self-care. She's got five kids at home. I'm an empty nester. You know, I've got virtually unlimited time. But that doesn't mean she can't do something. So for me, you know, I can take a couple hours in the morning for self-care and for my morning ritual. Megan, if she can get 15 minutes, you know, that's heroic. And there was probably a time when seven minutes would have been heroic. So, th so the issue is not the quantity of time. The issue is that you're intentional. And, you know, small hinges can swing big doors. 
So, so to find those practices, those behaviors in your life that you can begin with now as you're faithful, those will grow. You know, I, I think what you're saying, Dad, is really true. And when I look back at times when I felt like I was really kind of in survival mode, you know, like some really hard seasons with our kids, and I like what I would go back and tell myself is that one, there's no need to set a high bar of, you know, like what you're able to do is different than what I'm able to do now, but that's really different than what I was able to do years ago when my kids were little and we were really struggling in some certain ways. And what I would tell myself though, is that part of how you get out of that survival mode or how you make a really tough season where you're stretched thin more bearable is that you give yourself a little space to think about how you can be intentional in a few areas. And all of a sudden it creates breathing room, you know, that when you're kind of in survival mode, what happens is it's like your life's on autopilot. You're not thinking about things like sleep and nutrition and movement and purpose in your relationships because you're just like getting from one day to the next. And I've certainly been there. I know what that feels like, but I think it's more within reach than most people think, even if you are in a really tough season with a lot of limitations and constraints to be intentional in some ways that maybe you're not even thinking about right now. What I love about this book is that I think it's going to open your mind to some ways that you can be intentional that maybe have never occurred to you before that are going to create freedom and space and opportunity in your life, ultimately, that I think are beneficial to anyone. So that would be kind of what I would add to what you said. I kind of spoke to this earlier that I think that this is a performance strategy at the end of the day. You know, this is this is not just kind of work-life balance you know, cover of a magazine kind of stuff. This is really how do we design, how do we drive top performance at work and at home? And how does mm-hmm. the attention to the succeeding at life part of the double win, win at work and succeed at life, how does that actually improve our professional results? And here's what we have seen at Michael Hyatt and Company. When we decided to experiment with a six hour workday in the middle of the pandemic, actually at the beginning of the pandemic, um, and move toward that company wide. What we saw last year was that we beat our profit goal by uh, our, our profit goal by 50% in a pandemic year. Now, I know that's not true for everybody. There are all kinds of challenges that people face that were, you know, off the charts. But for us, I think the reason that was possible is because we constrained our workday. And here's what it makes possible. All of a sudden, you start making better decisions with how you invest your individual resources as an individual contributor and your collective resources as a team or a company. And so instead of focusing on just getting through a task list or a to-do list or checking projects off your list, now you're thinking about results and outcomes. And so the, the whole perspective changes where leverage becomes Becomes the primary orientation for decision making. You know, are we going to get a disproportionate return on investment for the input of, of this amount of time or resources? Mm-hmm. And in order to make constraints possible, those are the, the decisions that you have to make, both kind of at work and at home, really. You know, so for me, when I was talking about prioritizing family dinner, that's a high leverage activity for me. Not every single thing I could do is going to be in that category, but I know that my kids are going to remember that and they're going to look back on that with you know a lot of meaning and fondness. And so that's true in the business uh, realm as well. So what we're talking about here is that in putting in place a double win, 
you should expect to get better results, not see your results go backwards. And if you're someone who's trying to sell this to a boss that may be skeptical, the way that I would recommend that you do that is, first of all, to go to your boss and propose this as an experiment, you know, with some constraints on your workday. Maybe you want to leave every day at five or six or whatever that is and, and not be available afterwards. But do it under the kind of umbrella of, I think I can perform at an even higher level. And would you be willing to test this with me and see if I can produce even better results in a constrained amount of time? And if I can, that I can continue to do this. Because because most bosses, what they're thinking about are the financial results, you know? And so they, if they assume that this is going to compromise those financial results, then that could be perceived as threatening or problematic. But if you're fortunate, you know, you'll have someone who'll be willing to consider an experiment. And what I think will happen is you will see your own performance up level in a pretty dramatic way. And that's certainly what we've seen, not only at Michael Hyde and Company, but with our business coaching clients, we have about 700 clients and we're seeing this happen with them as well. Megan, as you sit from the CEO's seat, and and I know, I don't know if you've talked about this publicly, but as a company, you know, we've, it's public knowledge, we've been growing from a staff perspective. Can you speak mm-hmm. to the long tail effect that you see? Um, you mentioned leverage, but how could a leader see this as a, you know what, maybe this feels like a step back this month, this quarter? Mm-hmm. Can you give some perspective on how you've seen that affect our culture or some of our clients' cultures and uh, a long tail uh, vision? Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't think it has to be a step back. I do think it's a process to work toward not only making this happen, this double win in your own life as an individual, but also in an organizational context. So it's it is a process, and I think it's important to just kind of be realistic about that. Um, you know, but if I look at the long tail effect of this, not only do I see that I have a, a team of people who are operating at their most creative. Again, if I go back to that analogy of athletes, I have a team of athletes performing at the top of their game because they're not overtraining. They're coming to work with their best ideas, their best creativity, their most innovative thinking that I could ever ask for. So I'm getting that, uh, which is huge for the future of our business. But when you talk about something, Blake, like you were just talking about with our team, the ability to not only uh, recruit, but retain top talent. I mean, how can people compete with this? You know, when you think about uh, people coming from, you know, when they're looking at organizations and what's available in terms of options, so few companies promise anything like the double win, that they're really going to have the opportunity to win at work and succeed at life. Uh, What we have found is that people are just clamoring to join our company because at the end of the day, there's only so much that more money can do. You know, like you can be promised more money at a great job, but if it's going to mean you have to work 20% more and you're going to miss important moments in your life and you're going to risk, you know, being sick or having a chronic illness flare up or something like that, all of a sudden, you know, at some point you just kind of like tune out to that. It's just not worth it anymore. And I think what we're offering people is something that's better than that. It's it's even more meaningful because it'll, it sees them as whole people. And what we do as a company is only benefit from that. You know, when people are thriving in their whole lives, that backs up to the operating results of our business. When people are struggling outside of work, when they're struggling with relationships falling apart or kids having trouble or their health, that also backs up into the business in terms of performance. And so from my perspective, this is just like 
it's like a triple win for the business. You know, I mean, it, the business just absolutely benefits from this double win concept in so many ways. Michael and Megan, it's been fantastic having you guys on the show on Focus on This. I know we've said a lot throughout this uh, episode, just really grasping the concept of the double win and really applying it to our lives. But if there was one thing that we could offer to a listener to walk away with after listening to this episode, what would you recommend that they would do if it was just one thing they could apply to their lives? I would say acknowledge that work-life balance is possible. I know it's super popular. It's advocated by many that that's a myth. And I'm here to tell you, it is not a myth. And here's the problem with thinking it's a myth. As long as you think it's a myth, you won't pursue it. Right. For the same reason you wouldn't go try to find a unicorn. If it doesn't exist, what's the point? <laughs> but if it exists, if there's a third way that can that can get you out of this impossible choice, just acknowledging that will set you on a journey to find it. And that's where I'd start. I love Megan, that. Megan, what about you? Yeah. So once you've done that and you know, you're fully open-minded to the fact that this could be possible for you, I would get out a piece of paper and I would spend some time, you know, maybe this is a Sunday evening or uh, Saturday morning early before the kids get up and think about what matters to you in the areas of these non-negotiables that I talked about. Self-care, relational priorities, professional results. If you couldn't do anything else in these categories, what do you feel like is truly essential for you? And just start to think about that. Most of us have never sat down and thought about that. And I think it really begins with a vision. The double win begins with a vision. It begins with a vision that it could be possible for you, but it also begins with a vision of what that might mean to you. And what's amazing is once you start to get those two things in place, the resources, the how kind of parts of that kind of almost magically start to become clear to you. You know, things will start to kind of pop up that you've never thought of before, and you'll start to see a path. Of course, in the book, we really get into the details of how to do this, um, but that's what I would recommend. Now, if you're wondering, okay, I'm in, I'm sold, hook me up. How do I get this book? Um, you don't have long to wait. Uh, again, the, the title of the book is Win at Work and Succeed at Life. And again, we say this all the time on, on this podcast. Um, and so you're really familiar with that terminology. We call it the double win. But the book comes out on April 20th. And you can pre-order that at winandsucceedbook.com. And let me tell you why it's really important to pre-order. We have a really exciting event and that we are having on April 20th. And we have special guests that are going to be there. It's going to be a huge deal. Michael and Megan are going to be guiding us through a whole event uh, that day, but you only get access if you pre-order the book. So uh, again, you can do that at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any, wherever you buy your books, go buy your book and then go to winandsucceedbook.com to get access to the event. So the good news is you don't have to choose between the work you love and the life you want. With intentionality and planning, you can define and achieve your own double win. Michael, Megan, Courtney, Blake, any final thoughts for our focus on this listeners? 
I want to say one thing I'm really excited about is for especially women that are early in their career. You know, I talked about early in the episode, you know, kind of the message I got early on was, you know, you got to work really hard and then maybe one day you won't have to work quite as hard. But I think a lot of times, you know, women, we look ahead and see, oh gosh, I don't know how to have this career and have a family. And if I choose the family path, I can't keep, you know, being successful at this career because they don't work together. And, you know, you get into that ambition break even before you need to pump the break. You know, you you pump it in your early 20s because you're just like, I can't go anywhere for this. And so, I mean, I get, I just get so excited, hopefully for a new generation that will see there is another way. You know, it, there is that third option. I, I mean, like literally gives me chills. So uh, if you're listening to this episode and you know somebody that's like, in that stage of life, you know, get them this book or send them this podcast episode um, and, and let, like, let, let's seed this new message. Like, let's start combating the hustle fallacy uh, because it's everywhere. Courtney, that gets me excited too, because my hope is that, and this is a big hope, is that this would spawn a movement mm-hmm. of people who are, who are tired of being sort of the victim of this impossible choice and are willing to try something different. And to really t- kind of take back control of their lives so they can experience this winning at work and succeeding in life. Because I'm here to say it's absolutely possible. You can do this. You may have to start small, but everybody listening to this can do this. Well, thank you for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends. Remember the hashtag Focus on This Podcast. And we'll be here next week with another great episode. So until then, stay focused. Stay focused. <laughs> Although I think there is delay too, though. There's a little bit of wow. We'll blame so. it on delay. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> this episode of Lead to Win is brought to you by Michael and Megan's newest book, Win at Work and Succeed at Life. Enjoy Michael and Megan exploring what it takes to achieve the double win while they recount stories that bring joy and some stories that sting, all while laying out how you can win at work and succeed at life. Pre-order your copy today at winandsucceedbook.com. That's winandsucceedbook.com.